Hey guys, welcome to It's a Bit Text Life. I'm Megan and I'm your co-host along with Sheena with Not Another Vet Nurse. And we are here to bring you vet information and client information for your pet and also for all of the people in the wonderful veterinary medicine community. We are here to be your support system and we want nothing more than to be able to reach out and help you back. So if you're ready, let's get started on another episode. Let's do it. Hey guys, this is Megan, one of your hosts from It's a Vet Tech's Life. I wanted to take a quick second and tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And trust me, I've tried several others, so believe me when I say it is the easiest. It's completely free. There's also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So it's great for busy people on the go like me. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. First of all, thank you for joining me for this first ever episode of Vet Tech's Life. It's really awesome to kick off the podcast with you here. So tell me a little bit about yourself. So my name is Sheena. Um, I have been a tech, God, I don't know, going on 10 years now. Makes me sound really old. Um, We're just really together. Yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah, I've been a tech for quite a while, Um, got my degree in Las Vegas and been kind of, ever since I met my husband, just kind of been going wherever he is because he's military, so. I know the feel. Yeah, so just kind of, kind of doing that and uh, although I've been out of the field for the last about two years, just uh, due to medical and mental issues, so, um, so yeah. That's me. Okay. Well, that's really cool. I um, it's really cool to have somebody with more, a lot more experience than myself because I've only been in the field since April of 2019. Oh, you're a newbie. <laughs> I am. I'm a baby, and I just kind of got thrown into it. I was in the process of losing my job, and I knew a girl that managed a vet facility nearby and I talked to her and she was like yeah yeah I think you'd be good like I know how much you love your own animals come give it a shot mm-hmm. and I ended up loving it but bounced around from clinic to clinic and finally I think I found where I need to be but um in that period of time I started getting my degree online through Penn Foster okay so I'm like three classes away from my first set of clinical oh wow Mm-hmm. Cool. It, it went really quick because I had so much other college in the past because I went to college to be a um, human phlebotomist. Oh. But I, li- I like animals better. Yeah. Yeah. Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's cool. 
yeah it's really amazing you've been in the field for this long and I'm lucky to have you here are you ready to get going with everything else <laughs> yeah no I'm totally ready cool so the veterinary field is very fast and it's not really like publicly recognized for being like the intense medical profession that it truly is. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Not everybody. They just think that we play with puppies all day, you know? Yeah. Um, so they don't. I did. Real. Yeah, I know. So did I. <laughs> um, so yeah, I definitely think that the public, it's not 100% what it really is. Okay. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. absolutely agree with that. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, because I was like, oh, I get to love on puppies and kitties. And, like, I would just love on them and kiss them. And everybody that had been working there is like, you're going to get worms one day from that puppy. <laughs> and you're going to learn. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you look really cute over there. Yep. In your cage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, yep. You know, and it was, it was a lot of, like, things. Like, they really scared me. We had a, um, a pig patient. The first clinic I worked at, we did a lot. We did like farm animals. We did, um, we did pretty much everything but exotics, but we did do some birds. Oh God. But, um, (laughs) this baby pig comes in and I'm like, oh, look, I'm going to hold the baby pig. (laughs) And, um, everybody in the room's like, you go ahead and do it. Go for it. And I'm like, what the crap's wrong with you guys? Are you scared of a little pig? And I'm like holding the pig. (laughs) And they tell me, they're like, that thing had mites like did you see the fur you're gonna get mites now and I was like wigging out and the doctor like when we came to like to the treatment area I went to the doctor and I was like about in tears I was like am I gonna get bites and she's like who told you that Uh. (laughs) and I'm like they did and she's like okay number one they're being butts and probably just trying to teach you a lesson (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) they're like I'm like I looked down I was like really they're like we love you. We don't want you to get mites for real. So yeah, we were just screwing with you. <laughs> like that's terrible. Yeah. Like oh. I was, I full on thought like I needed to like get some medication and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you never know. <laughs> I mean, uh, all turned out well because I didn't, but you know. Yeah. Full disclosure. Yeah. I might, well, might need to add that in there. I do not have mites. That's good. Good. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) So I really want to talk about the ways that you can be in this field because like I said, it's very vast and I didn't realize how much this field encompassed until I got into it. Mm -hmm. Like I want everyone at home to be able to like know and understand go into this field starting with like reception mm-hmm. going all the way to e-clinics and briefly touching on specialty areas and kennel techs like mm-hmm. I'm mainly wanting to touch on the e-clinics though and the specialty clinics because mm-hmm. a lot of the public assumes that one vet can do everything needed mm-hmm. that's one thing I'm learning very quickly yeah and I mean it's a lot like human medicine like vet medicine your regular vet can't do massive surgery while they can't do some surgery there are limitations mm-hmm. yep and just in like human medicine you would need a general surgeon for some things you're gonna special surgeon for certain types of surgeries 
Yep. Yeah. No, they refer, gosh, I would say just their standard veterinarian refers out for probably mostly everything. Um, mm-hmm. Just, I, I mean, yeah, like you said, we do, sur- we do surgeries, but I mean, there's those orthopedic surgeries that they just don't do all day that they yeah. need to have someone that knows you know what not that they don't know what they're doing but someone that Mm -hmm. has has done this a million times and that's all they do so yeah I mean there's some things you can't mess with like you can't be you have to be like dedicated to that part Mm -hmm. of medicine and the outs of it to really be able to perform surgery on human or animal yeah yeah. I mean, your routine vet mostly does, I've only ever seen like spays and neuters, typical mm-hmm. mass removals. Yeah. Now, the rule vet that I worked at, the first one, it was kind of, kind of the sticks. And that's where we had like the equine and the mm-hmm. birds and the guinea pigs and all that. And they would do, um, I saw them do like some amputations. Mm-hmm. Um, some things like that. Some tail dockings at a certain age. Yep. But, um, really, if it became like a broken leg or something, they would just send it. They would say, we, we can't fix bones. Like, we're going to have to refer you to an orthopedic. Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I, I tend to, like, flock around emergency medicine. So, we did a lot a lot more like we did the amputations and things like that but we still had like a doctor that would well it was a mobile doctor where I was living um that would come out and do orthopedic stuff and things like that because mm-hmm. stuff I mean those that stuff's important I mean they walk on four, yeah. four legs you know they need all of these <laughs> yeah so, yeah so it's- but yet they are so amazing walking on three legs yeah, yeah, I always used to, I don't know if I got it from a doctor, but I always used to say they're born with uh, three and an extra, just because they adapt Basically. to it so well. <laughs> no, like, we had one amputation, and I think it was, I mean, like, we had to work up to, like, him being able to, like, go outside and, like, on his mm-hmm. own, we would have to carry him for a while, but yeah. when he got to where he could, like, by himself he would like hop down the step and like go run to find his like potty spot and I'm like I can't keep up with you yeah yeah like you've still got one more leg than me (laughs) but I mean post-op this dog was he's truly amazing like he was just like a spit in the wind he was so fast on three legs yeah they they're they're insane I don't know how they do it we'd be crying if that was us I'm sure oh my gosh no <laughs> it would just be done yeah that's why I like animal patients so much better yeah no for, for sure uh yeah so yeah there's there's I mean I know me personally <clears throat> I started in kennel and I did a lot of cleaning cages and walking dogs and all that and then I slowly moved up to you know assistant and then tech and I've even done reception everything but doctor you know yeah so there's there's yeah there's so much that goes into a vet clinic which like you said before I got in I had I had no no idea no 
it was it was yeah mind-blowing at first and I really didn't know that you know the little girls that would come in the room before the doctor were actually the ones doing nine-tenths of the work on my pet mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly like I have so much more respect for techs now like mm-hmm. I kind of came in a little doing reception now while I'm still going to school mm-hmm. and then I can do my clinicals there and eventually like they'll schedule me for reception days or for tech days so I'll be very versatile yeah yeah I think that's important though I think I mean most clinics I've worked at well I don't know there's somewhere they're like this is your job and this is all you need to do don't worry about anything else but then there's yeah clinics kind of like yours and kind of the one I'm working at where everybody can kind of do the same job like mm-hmm. like they can answer the phone if I'm not there or I can help hold if they need help or you know mm-hmm. like just being able to kind of help throughout the clinic I think too often especially technicians and I only say that because I've, I've been there and done it where the phone rings and you're just sitting there not answering it but meanwhile they're swapped up front you know what I mean yeah we have like a wall sometimes that keeps us from wanting to kind of jump in and help that kind of area so I don't know I think it's important to have that um that cross training and to be able to do kind of everybody's different job while maintaining your own I completely agree there's a lot of techs that are cross trained and then there's one is one specifically I don't know why but she's hilarious about it she's like all right, yeah, I can help you with this. I can help you. You got a medicine question? Yep. Yeah, I can help you with your customer. Nope, can't do the computer. <laughs> and she's like, I can only do like my soap notes and that's it. <laughs> she's uh, like, I can't do payments. I don't know how to do that. If it's yeah. anything reception based, go find somebody else. Oh, uh, that's funny. I'm like, you're not that helpful. <laughs> she's like, I helped like the other half of the way. So, like, so I, jo- I joke with her about it. I'm like, she's only half helpful. <laughs> but no, I'm like, my clinic is great. Like, the, I've never even seen this until now. But like, the other day, for some reason, our vet, it was at the end of the day, she just came up and plopped down in the chair and was like talking to people and like putting stuff in the computer for me. She was like, oh, wait, I just can't do the money part. I don't know how to do that. They don't let me do that. But everything's ready for you. Oh, jeez. I was like, you're the best freaking vet I've ever met. Yeah, I love when doctors are helpful like that. I love when they're very down to earth. Mm-hmm. Because then yeah. I run I run into some where it's like, I had an instance and the lady called, the cat wasn't doing well, it hadn't urinated in a couple of days. Mm. So, yeah, it's <laughs> process. Wasn't mm-hmm. eating that well. She said it was kind of lethargic and I was like, all right, drop off now. Mm-hmm. And I went back there to check with the vet because we have relief vets sometimes. And uh-huh. his schedule was pretty slammed. Yeah. And I was like, can you see this cat? And he was like, oh, well, the schedule's really full. I was like, okay, let me rephrase. This cat is sick. Yeah. And he just looked at me. He was like, what do you want me to do about it? And I kind of didn't really think. It just popped off. I was like, <laughs> I want you to be a vet. He goes, what do you mean? Everything I do is a vet. I was like, yeah, well, not right now your job is to take care of animals and this is not it <laughs> I was like you're not you're, you're by refusing this sick animal no yeah. yeah he was like 
put it in the drop offs tell her to be here by 10 I was like thank you I appreciate that <laughs> uh yeah gotta love gotta love doctors like that but then at the end of the day he's still a really good vet and a really good yeah. person but it was just kind of like it, it kind of struck me as I don't know I don't even know what it did I think I was a little shell shocked because yeah. I wasn't expecting him to be like no right <laughs> I was like right and I just stared at him that's why he was like what do you want me to do about it yeah I think sometimes we forget that they also they also have a lot a lot going on and that's true they do and I mean it goes both ways it goes it definitely I mean they put a lot on us and we put a lot on them mm-hmm. it's just kind of creating that balance within the clinic which I yeah. don't know that I've seen that happen yet but that was I don't know the balance is so hard because it's like this if somebody calls and you know this animal needs help like what can you do yeah i mean i absolutely hate like we have our clinic hours like our doctors leave at five or our doctor leaves at five so we stay open until seven for people that want to pick up medications or borders things like that mm-hmm. and i really hate it when they call and i'm like i'm so sorry i can't help you and your pet right now because we don't have a doctor on staff yeah I mean I literally my first instance with this that really was like a rude awakening this guy came in the dog was like barely there and I knew even if we had a doctor it would have just gone there with us but I refused to believe it and I made I made somebody put it on oxygen (laughs) I was like we gotta figure something out like buy us some time yeah and so we put the dog on oxygen and we're talking and she's like there's nothing we can do Megan Mm. She's like, we're stuck. All they can do is literally get this animal right now out of here and hightail it to the nearest e-clinic. That's yeah. all we can do. And we had, to, I had to take the dog back to the per- person like that and tell him, you know, I can't help you or your pet. You're going to have to go and go now. Mm-hmm. And he ended up calling for his other pet like a week or so later and then mentioning that that dog had passed on the way to the clinic. Oh, man. Yeah. I was like, well, that was the knife in the heart that I did not need right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, a part of you feels responsible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Even though you know it's kind of, you know it's probably a loss the second you see the situation. It's like, I, yeah. I, I think I could have done more. Yeah. Which, probably in that instance, it probably, there probably wasn't anything just based on what you're telling me but, oh yeah no mm-mm, mm-mm. but I mean but still you still in the back of your head or like what what if there was a doctor here why wasn't there a doctor here maybe we should start having a doctor here at this hour oh yeah maybe I should have done this or I mean but in the end there's really not much that probably would have changed but it is it is hard it sticks with you mm-hmm. years later that's for yeah. sure I find that to be the hardest thing to grasp like mm-hmm. I'm the type to where I hate 100%. Like, the thing that will get my go the most is when anybody, like, co-worker, my parents, anybody's like, you can't save them all. I'm like, well, I can try. I know. I know. I know. I'm not a fan of that saying either. I hate that saying. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you say that to me, you're in for a lecture, a very, very long, painful lecture. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. I don't like it either. 
now. And I'm, I'm like, ever since April, like I said, when I got started in the field, I think I've tried to bring seven animals home. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my husband would kill me, but yeah. No. Oh, I'm currently on a live animal van. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but, I mean, all that said, though, like we've talked about a little bit, I feel like the techs aren't really given the credit due for what all their job entails. I mean, they do everything a doctor can, provided that, you know, they're given the permission. Right. Except diagnose, perform surgeries, give a prognosis, and prescribe medication. I mean, like, yep. all of our dentals are done by techs. Yeah, which is, which is so funny that when you say that, because I've had people that think that the doctors do the dentals and I'll have I to did. be like no I, yeah I mean I didn't know either but yeah um they they think that you know oh well the doctor's not going to be there at this time then they probably can't do the dental well actually it's the tech that does the dental <laughs> you know the doctor's there but like they're yeah they're, they're like you said in the beginning like people it just isn't publicly known what it is that we do no in school, like literally, they ingrained, like you said, doctors prescribe medication, do surgery, mm-hmm. and diagnose. That is it. I mean, they, exactly. they, they do other stuff, but everything else is literally on the vet tech's assistance. I mean, not that everybody else doesn't have their own thing going on within the clinic, but it is yeah. a lot on the, the technicians or the nurses or whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're everything like 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 how you have you're a lab phlebotomist or phlebotomist human phlebotomist whatever it's called you know we do that every day on 10 to however many patients a day and we are of different species too yeah exactly um and we don't just sit in a chair with our arm out or they don't you know (laughs) what i mean not to say that what a phlebotomist does is easy by any means but it's it's a different dynamic i guess um and it's pretty it's totally different it's yeah and i mean like probably both of us we didn't know until we got in the field but no um my dog had a dental done and i was like fully okay like my vet's doing this i get in there and i'm like you telling me that god knows who did what to my baby right Right. I mean, <laughs> they have to obviously do like the extractions and stuff, but yes, they but, do extractions. Make that one clear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't, I mean, I've always been taught that we don't do that unless like, they're called. No. But, um, but I mean, anesthesia, cleaning, catheter, like everything, we are the ones that do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and recovery and the doctors yeah are like, oh how's the patient doing oh great not that they don't care that they're not there because they are but they have they're other like moving on to the next room they have other things to do yeah so mm-hmm. i mean yeah it's it's intense the amount of work that we have to do just for one patient sometimes yeah and i mean <laughs> it's not really like a hard no a hard job but part of the hard job isn't the work itself it's trying to educate clients about diseases Mm -hmm. and preventatives as well as why they are important because even in reception right now I say it 50 times a day yep and 
also on top of that dealing with the emotional toll of basically being a registered nurse that just works on animals instead of people right i mean like human human nurses like they have an or nurse they have an er nurse they have a trauma pediatrics geriatrics oncology like yeah they have their area and Mm -hmm. we have like you said we have to know it all yeah and like it's not that i'm saying human nursing isn't isn't hard or whatever because it's a hard field but they get to choose their floor in the hospital they get to choose like where to work so Mm -hmm. if people want to say like oh well you did you knew what you were getting into when you signed up for the trauma floor i know know, but it's like (laughs) (laughs) it's like okay but this is different like you go from you have to go from dealing with a trauma patient to walk like nothing is happening yeah yeah or into a euthanasia oh yeah yeah oh god yeah and i mean again like it's not to discredit human rns because their work's amazing and important as well it's just simply stating that no one seems to realize we do we do it all every day with multiple species and we are multiple nurses instead of just our specific area that we've chosen yeah and not to mention the physical strain that it puts on you like your back or your knees oh my god you're getting scratched or you're getting bit or you're getting kicked or whatever every like uh, because we don't know the situation the behavioral Mm -hmm. situation of the pet they're scared they're sick they're in a weird place you know what i mean like yeah anything can happen and i'm sure in human medicine people get bit i don't know but but still there's a communication barrier that we have to deal with as well yeah yeah huge communication barrier (laughs) (laughs) like as in the other half can't talk yeah yeah we gotta yeah you know what their ears are saying or their eyes or trying to think of what we were talking about like before thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of it's a vet text life and we really appreciate it and we hope we can reach out and help people through this and educate people as well if you have any questions or if you want to get your thoughts on the show about you know your job what you're going through or a funny story about an animal um please go to anchor.fm backslash it's a vet sex life and leave us a voice message on there or you can go to my instagram it's at megs m-e-g-g-s underscore noel n-o-e-l and leave me a message on there but as mentioned before in previous episodes there are some community rules please be positive and happy and you know if you have a sad situation you're working through that's perfectly fine and we're here for that but no negativity no haters no room for that we're here to bring people happiness and also don't mention clinics or client names yes confidentiality confidentiality but if you want to reach out to the group itself, Sheena, what's the, yes. hash, the handle? Our handle is not another vet nurse. That's, our, that's Instagram and Facebook. So you'll be able to find us on either one. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And can't wait to do another episode for you guys. Bye. Bye.